0: If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome
1: to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Now, today, I've got something just a little bit different in store for you, my friends. I am joined by a very, very special guest. I have my 25-year-old son with me on the show, Andrew Kreider, although he goes by Apple, but we'll hear more about that shortly, I'm sure. And today is his birthday. Welcome to the show, Andrew, and happy birthday.
2: Thank you so much, Mom. Happy to be here.
1: (laughs) How does it feel to be 25 soon? And in full disclosure, we're recording this a little bit before your 25th birthday, uh, but that's the day that it's going to go live. So how does it feel to be almost a quarter of a century old?
2: It's kind of wild. I mean, uh geez, I, like it really does feel like it was just yesterday that I was like living at home and like the whole, you know, the pandemic lockdown that brought me back home and I, I was living there with, with you and the rest of the family. And that just feels so recently. And, and, and now that was like almost five years ago. And so um I, I don't know. It, it feels wild. I mean, time just goes faster every single year and it's, it's always such a... I don't know. I, I think my birthday every year is like a point to kind of like look back over the year and just kind of like see how far things have come. And like this was definitely like a super big year in like every facet of life, from like relationships to business to friendships to just like personal growth in general. So um, yeah, year twenty four or, or year twenty five, I guess was was really solid. I uh, I, I feel like I I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. Still got a lot of learning and growing left to do, but. Uh, Yeah, it feels, it feels good.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, congratulations on hitting this milestone. It's a big, it's a big one. (laughs) I think it's a big one. All right, so my listeners are gonna wanna know why you go by Apple. So let's just cover that first.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's really, uh, there's not too much to it. I mean, it's a longstanding nickname that I've had since, uh, since the second grade. So me and a buddy of mine, you know, as second graders do, we were sitting in the back of a class, just making up nicknames for everyone, just passing the time. Um, and then when we got to, to him and myself, he was like, you know, Andrew Kreider sounds a lot like apple cider. And I was like, yeah, it does. Apple cider. I like the sound of that. So, um, you know, ever since then, that nickname just kind of stuck. And um, funny story, actually, the, the, the guy that, that gave me that nickname, he's actually a, an employee of, uh, of my company now. So, so uh, we, we really came full circle and now <laughs> he, he worked for us full time. Um, we've kept in touch ever since the second grade, uh, on and off. And now, um, now I get to talk to him every day, work with him every day, and uh, that was kind of the start of uh, of our relationship, which is pretty cool.
1: Oh, that's a riot! And you can never underestimate something that happened way back in the second grade and the lasting impact that it might have on you, personally and professionally. And I will also say, as a testament to your ability to influence, my listeners need to know. That you got not only your elementary school teachers, your middle school teachers, your high school teachers, and your college professors to all call you Apple, and that was back in the day <laughs> when people didn't just get to kind of pick their own name. I think it's probably much more common now to do that. So testament to your ability to influence.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely can confirm. I was, I was very first day of school. Now I, I know it says and on your attendance sheet it says Andrew, but my I'm Apple so that's that's (laughs) what I'll go by
1: all right awesome now you began your journey as an entrepreneur quite early not quite in the second grade but uh, running an Instagram follower company from your childhood bedroom when you were still in high school and that seems like eons ago but give us a quick overview of your career including what you're doing now
2: yeah wow so so flashback in time. Yeah. Out of, out of my high school into, into college, um, bedroom slash dorm room, like, yeah, started this, this company where it wasn't even meant to be a company. Honestly, I was just, uh, kind of a, a lost, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. You know, like, like there were so many options ahead of me. I didn't really know like what I was drawn towards from like a passion standpoint, but I knew I was really interested in finance, you know, on my 18th birthday. Um, my big thing was, you know, I opened a Roth IRA and, Started investing for my retirement, whereas I think I was definitely the minority uh, of that from for most of my 18 year old peers. But that was that was what I was into. Like a week after my birthday, I remember you took me to, to U.S. Bank. I my first credit card, um, and I was super stoked about that. So like those were the kinds of things that I was getting excited about at that age. And so not my peers really wanted to listen to me, so I kind of took to the internet to um, to start just making YouTube videos talking about that stuff to have a a captive audience of of whatever of a dozen or so people that were maybe interested in, in what I had to say about those kinds of topics. And so through that, I ended up connecting with some other folks that were that were doing that as well. And this was like six years ago before the whole finance, YouTube, entrepreneurship world even really existed. So there were a couple people doing it. Um, I was a big fan of theirs. And so I kind of just reached out to them to, to help them kind of see what value I could provide. Long story short, I ended up kind of getting hired by a couple of these guys to help them grow their Instagram following because I had just as kind of a passion project, grown a a little Instagram page where I was just posting like motivational quotes and like entrepreneurship tips, which I I had no qualifications to post as (laughs) an 18 year old with no business. But um, lo and behold, I was still making these Instagram posts. And so that that page had grown to 50, 100,000 followers, something like that. So I kind of knew how to do that. So I was like, I guess I could help you guys do that. So that ended up growing into a, a decently substantial business where folks were kind of paying me to help them with that. And then uh, through that, I ended up launching a podcast where I was interviewing some of these guys. And, and uh, for those of you who are interested in another conversation between, uh, between Dr. Janelle Anderson and myself, um, they can go back through the archives of my podcast and see what kinds of things we were thinking about probably about four years ago, probably around my 20th birthday um, is is when we had talked. So that's out there on the internet. So I started a podcast after that. And then through the podcast, I was, I connected with a lot of podcasters and realized that podcast editing was uh, a big issue that a lot of people were struggling with. So um, I decided to start a little podcast editing company, which turned into a a big podcast editing company where at our peak, we were editing for uh, over a hundred different podcasts, we were helping them um, edit their audio um, post on YouTube, post different, um, graphics and things to Instagram, um, come up with blog posts, transcriptions, all that stuff. Um, and then from there, um, kind of ended up, uh, exiting from that into, um, I thought I wanted to become a financial advisor for podcasters and creators because, um, the next big issue that I encountered was, okay, there's a lot of people making a lot of money on the internet. They don't know what to do with that money. Um, And I was, I had recently graduated college with a finance degree. And so I was like, I could be the person to help these people with this problem because I understand money. I understand uh, being an influencer, uh, being a digital creator. Um, And so I thought I wanted to do that. Went down that path, um, started my own firm, had a couple of clients kind of. And then I I sat down and thought about it. And I was like, from a lifestyle standpoint, this business kind of sucks because I can't just go off, off the grid to Costa Rica or Thailand or... Just take a, a month off the grid because people's livelihoods I'm, I'm controlling people's entire livelihoods like all of their savings are resting on me that is a way more stress than i want in my life so i ended up transitioning from that into what i'm doing now which is um helping creators make more money instead of instead of managing their money so i'm helping them make money primarily through working with advertisers so um the the, the company's called creators agency and we basically help Um, digital creators, um, mostly YouTube creators, but some podcasters, some Instagram folks, some TikTok folks, we help them partner with advertisers that want to access their audience. So a lot of the people we work with are getting millions of views on YouTube every month. Um, And so we basically help them sell that um, quote-unquote ad inventory um, to different buyers. Think um, uh, Capital One or uh, Verizon or these kinds of brands that want to um, reach the next generation of folks that are consuming content in all these different places. Um, we kind of help facilitate those um, advertising purchases. So we're kind of the the modern day kind of advertising agency Absol- So yeah, that's long story short. Um, there were a lot of twists and turns, failures in between that I didn't talk about of all these things that I tried to do that didn't work, but that's kind of the highlight reel of the things that kind of worked um, over the last six years.
1: All right. and I would say you would be one of those folks who land squarely in the you know jobs that didn't exist like 15 years ago. Uh, that you have created for yourself. Definitely. So.
2: <laughs> very, very cool. Pretty much everything I talked about did not exist like 10 years ago. So. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, even though this is going to be kind of just a free-flowing conversation between the two of us, I did prepare a few questions for you. So here's the first one. Now, a while back, yeah. I did an episode here on the podcast on taking a mulligan, a do-over in golf lingo. And so I'm curious to know: is there anything that you wish you had a second chance at? Something that you would do over or do differently?
2: It's a good question. I mean, I don't really spend too much time thinking about those kinds of things because, you know, just like the whole "I don't want to mess with the past." Because, like, I'm pretty, pretty happy with where I'm at now. Like, I feel really good about the trajectory that I'm on. And so, like, there are all of these, like, oh, what if that went differently? What if I handled that conversation differently or that? business differently or whatever but at the end of the day like i think everything has just like conspired to bring me to the point where i'm at now and uh, all along the way i mean there were plenty of mistakes that were made but none so catastrophic that i think they like dramatically threw me off course or anything so so i, I don't think so honestly i mean there's definitely like i've learned a lot and so like if i encounter these same scenarios now sure i would approach them differently but I don't, I don't, I really don't think there was anything so bad that like, I, I'm still like, oh shoot, I really wish I could go back and fix that. So um, it might might just be the kind of luck of the draw there, but I, I don't think so I don't think I would take a mulligan. Okay. All right. Awesome.
1: Well, uh, your answer actually leads really nicely into my next question. So if you were to uh, go back in time and give some advice to your younger self based on the experience that you've had since and let's say you were going back to let's just say t- take 10 years you're going back to your 15 year old self what advice
2: would you give to your 15 year old self wow that's that's it's a big question and i'm trying to i'm trying to put myself back in in my 15 year old self shoes you know that's that's early high school um and so i mean early high school like i wasn't like entrepreneurship business like really wasn't even on on the brain for me at that point like at that point I think my life was mostly just, like, have fun with friends, you know, um, have fun on the weekends and um, just just try not to get in too much trouble, you know. So uh, at that point in time, you know, if I was to go back and, and kind of thinking about these things, um, I, I probably would just plant the seed that, like, hey, at this point, you really have no idea, like, what's out there in terms of the world of, like, business, entrepreneurship, and just kind of, like, what is even possible, but I would just kind of like plant the seed of like, check out, like see, see what's, what's going on in the world of entrepreneurship. Maybe talk to your mom a little bit about kind of the business that she's building, you know, and just kind of like get a little bit more information about kind of what's out there because, um, really over the last most, for the most part, like six years, um, my eyes have just continued to be opened to all of the the multitude of opportunities that just exist in, in business specifically, like internet business um that like seeing how much money moves and like this whole world of like digital creators is is so interesting to me because i i had no concept that there were people out there that were just like able to i mean there's there's 12 year olds that are making millions of dollars a year building Minecraft servers. And like me as a 12, I, I, I would had no idea. Like I played Minecraft, I played Roblox. I didn't realize the people on the back end of that were also kids my age that were that were pulling in hundreds of thousands of dollars building these games that I love to play. So I've just like my eyes have been open so wide to that. And I think it would have been cool to, to understand um, a little bit more about that world um, at that age. But again, like I don't i don't necessarily think i would have done anything differently but it would have been cool to, to get another you know layer to those different games that i was spending so much time playing you know of like oh wow this could actually be a business as well as just you know something i'm doing for for fun with my friends to to out to pass the time
1: all right fantastic no that that's great that's great advice to your younger self now uh on your dad's side of the family you got some siblings and then on my side of the family you got some siblings who are younger So let's continue this line of advice questioning. And what advice would you give to your younger siblings? And just so our audience knows, he's got a 14-year-old sister and a 12-year-old brother. And they don't listen to me because I'm their mom, but they might listen to him because he's the big brother. So what advice would you give to them at this age?
2: Honestly, honestly similar. I mean, I think like, something like, like like the main thing that I wish I knew at that age was just like how many opportunities were out there and how, how like realistic it was to that, that I could just like follow whatever like curiosities and passions that I wanted to and like that could could transform into like a livelihood um so so I think I, I don't exactly know what the best way is to like plant that seed in someone else because like to to just hear that from someone at that point, I probably would've been like, oh yeah, sure. Like, I'm sure you can do whatever you want. You just have to believe in yourself and all that jazz. But like to, to actually like fully understand that I'm not quite sure, but that's, that's kind of the message that I, that I would want to, um, to, to convey to them is just like, no matter what you're interested in, like there's, there's so much opportunity to like pursue that and like turn that into something that you could to spend like your life doing um which which i think is so cool because i think so many people just don't even realize this is out there like a lot of the people that i just like talk to like my peers or like if i just like go out and start a conversation with a stranger you know like they're so just unaware of like the multitude of opportunities that exist in like so many different facets of life because like the the messaging that they grew up hearing was like okay you go to school you get a job you do that job you retire and like I, i think that that structure is just it's so optional now and it it doesn't necessarily feel that way if you're surrounded with other people that are just like going down that path but i i really do think and like i'm biased because like i hang out with like youtubers all day um who have like not gone down that path you know and so that's like that's what i see in the messaging that i get but it is it is so like such a real option um, that, that if, if you, you choose to really like dive in and explore and like figure out what you're really interested in and like what opportunity areas there are there, there's so much to, to be said about that. Like one of my best friends, her job is she makes thumbnails on YouTube for a living. Like she was a graphic designer. She was like doing logo design, working for people, going down this route of like working a job she didn't really like. And I was like, you know what you, you might want to look into like. You know, those little pictures that show up when you're scrolling through YouTube before you click on a video, like believe it or not, a lot of the people that I work with need those little pictures designed and they will pay you a lot of money to do that. So instead of working with these awful clients that are nickel and diming you for logos, like I would, for whatever it's worth, I would consider looking into that. And so she ended up doing that. And now that's, that's her job. She makes way more money. She works on her own terms. She makes little YouTube pictures for a living and like that's just like one little example. I feel like of, okay, she was interested in graphic design. She thought she had to go get a job as a graphic designer. Turns out there's this whole other world of, of ways that you can apply that skill. And whether it's like graphic design or, or coding or, or engineering or marketing or whatever, like there's so many different ways that you can foster and apply those skills in different areas that aren't just go on LinkedIn, see who's hiring, um, and end up working at like a fortune 500 company.
0: This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show.
1: All right. Awesome. What a great, what a great response to that question and just so much to think about, not even for just your younger siblings, but I think for everybody who's listening. In fact, there's probably a bunch of people who are listening who are in those Fortune 500 jobs going, what am I doing here? (laughs) And What else might be available for me? They can take your advice to your younger siblings and apply it to their lives and their career paths and create something that's amazing and that maybe they never thought was possible. That's so cool. I, I hope so. I hope
2: yeah, so. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, that is where, I mean, the future of work is just headed into all kinds of nooks and crannies in places that we would have never imagined. And if you kind of have the blinders of that traditional career path on, you're going to miss a lot of what may be available to you that could be way more satisfying, uh, maybe more of a flexible work environment or lifestyle, if that's what you want. Uh, there's just so many options out there now. And you have to have that openness to exploring and following your interests to to go find it.
2: Yeah, like that's that's been a big thing that, that I think I can, I can credit a lot of like the opportunities that have arisen for me is just like keeping my eyes open and just like being open to different possibilities and not like having those blinders on because like it would have been so there were so many turning points where like I just said yes to things that at the time, like just thinking through it from a logical standpoint didn't really make sense. Like I moved to upstate New York with a town of like 5,000 people, um, really for like no reason during COVID. Um, and that ended up being what well, like led into um, Creators Agency being born and like this this entire new um, company that, that that I'm running now. So there, there's, there were so many different like things where like from a logical standpoint, like maybe the decision didn't make sense, but just, just keeping myself open to different kinds of opportunities, giving things a try Um, and just kind of seeing where, where it led has, has definitely been super beneficial for me, I would say.
1: All right. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And your, your career to date is absolutely testament to that. Absolutely. All right. One more advice question. Okay. So first I have to preface this with a little bit of kind of me as a parent. So I'm a mom and I'm like talking to other moms about like, in fact, there's some moms I know who have kids soon who are going off to college and i'm like oh i've been down that path but you know been there and and there they might say something like well where's your you know where's your son today and i'd be like i don't know i got to look and see in my text to see oh look he's in costa rica or he's in bangkok or he's you know or he's you know he's at his house with his other entrepreneur pals and living in las vegas or you know wherever you wherever you are and one mom recently was just like oh oh i could never If my son chooses to go to college out of state, it will just break my heart. And so I thought like, okay, that is so not my experience. Now, of course, my experience, even as born and raised in Minnesota, I went to college all the way in Boston and, you know, really did something very, very different, but uh, that, that a lot of my peers were doing at the time. But here I am getting to the question eventually. So the question is, as I share that about you, I think about what a confident young adult you are. And I always get this response from people, again, like when they ask, what are you up to? And I explain and they're like, oh, I didn't even know that was possible. How did he make that happen? And so on. And I just, of course, get this rush of pride that my son has created this amazing life for himself. And um, so my question is, if you were to be asked for advice from parents who want to raise a confident, confident successful entrepreneurial young man like yourself what advice would you give them
2: that's so tough because i mean i've never been a parent so um <laughs> I, there, there's so many there's so many layers to to being a parent that i'm just like so unaware of but uh, that being said that little caveat but, out there but you do have passion.
1: the experience of being a child so what exp- you know what what is it as you know, as you developed, that was useful. Maybe it was something I did or didn't do, your dad did, didn't do, you know, various life experiences that you came, uh, that you journeyed through that a parent
2: could encourage or. Yeah, you guys definitely let me figure things out myself, which was very helpful. And like with, with that in mind, I'm like some, I feel like some kids left to their own devices, like wouldn't necessarily like, figure it out on the same path so like that one's kind of tough it's like that's that's a balancing act of like I I don't know just being aware of like who your child is but then also just like letting them figure things out for themselves and like let them make their own mistakes you know you guys let me make plenty of my own mistakes when I was growing up and like I think those were were super helpful in allowing me to get to where I'm at now because like there's only so much you can learn by being lectured to and like as much as I'm sure parents want to prevent their kids from, from falling down and scraping their knees and and making these mistakes. Like that's, that's how you learn as a, as a person, you know, like that's how the lessons really get imprinted. You know, you touch the hot stove, you don't do it again. So uh, sometimes you just got to touch the hot stove. And I I think you guys were, were really, did a really good job at like balancing that with also like when I did touch the hot stove, you helped me understand why, uh, that was, that was a bad thing and like why I shouldn't do that again. Because because uh, you know with a underdeveloped brain, well not underdeveloped but like a, a not fully developed brain, um, sometimes those lessons don't necessarily sink in the way that they need to. So I think it's a it's a fine line between you know you know letting a kid make their own mistakes, but then also being there for them when they when they do fall flat, helping them kind of pick themselves back up and, and kind of figure out what the right lessons are to take from that experience, um, and and just kind of like helping them reach those conclusions themselves instead of just trying to, you know, lecture at them um, and, and kind of force feed these lessons down their throat. Uh, I, that's just not, from my experience, at least how how I'm going to be the most receptive to things um, is is just by being told, this is the way things are now live like it. Like that doesn't really do it for me. You know, like there, there's gotta be some kind of um, experiential element to it as well that helps me kind of learn those lessons. So that's, that's the big thing that I would say. and And, and that's, so tough in practice i'm sure um but i I think that is is really one of the big things um that that helped me out was just was just letting me um make those mistakes and then also just like helping to like guide or just like support my um curiosities in one way or another like when i was in in high school like i did i was like dual enrolled at um at a local college and like that was definitely super helpful for me too and just like exploring my own curiosities, having some more kind of freedom in what I was learning about compared to just like staying at high school. And so like having the the support um to to do that was was um was great as well. So um having the support to try things and then when when you fall flat when I make mistakes, um being able to, to help help me learn from them was was definitely I would say the the big things.
1: All right. Well and I would just want to underscore a couple of themes there because I think there's some of this that's really useful, not just for parenting, but also for Maybe understanding your close friends or your romantic partners, or for managers, understanding their employees and letting them know when to take a risk and when not to. And I just think about like who you were as a kid and knowing you as a parent. I remember that I hope this story doesn't embarrass you too much, but when you were in kindergarten, you were half day kindergarten and then you did the other half day uh, at the, you know, the Minneapolis kids program. And the first, uh, near the first, uh, maybe two days in, uh, Miss Susan pulled me aside and she said she was really worried about you because you weren't playing with the other kids. you were just sitting on the bench next to her when you go out on the playground. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's totally who he is. He's sizing everything up, he's figuring it all out. Um, he's gonna he he's gonna observe for like the first week. and I said, if we get two weeks in and he's still sitting next to you and hasn't made any friends yet, then we got a problem then then we, then we need to talk but you just you just let him sit next to you and watch watch how everything unfolds. So she pulls me aside at the end of the week and she was like, man, do you know your kid? And she said, he sat there next to me all week for the first week, observed everything. And he, and she said, then he just, you just hopped off the bench and you knew exactly where you fit in the social fabric of all those kids on the playground. And you knew exactly who you wanted to be friends with and how it was all going to work out. And I, that's, that's one of the things that I, I learned watching your behavior early on as early as, you know, two and three being at a playground, you were observer first figured it out and then you knew where you where you fit in and it's interesting and again i think this is good advice for managers too because you need to know how your employees behave and kind of what their mo is so that you can know when to guide and when to step back because if i felt like i needed to intervene every time you were in observer mode i could have really messed you up (laughs) instead um you know i knew when to step back and let you figure it out on your own I mean, most of the time, I'm sure there were plenty of times where I overstepped. <laughs> and you, especially as a teenager, were like, Were you? Will you get off my back? I got this. As most teenagers do from time to time. <laughs> but um, so, I mean, I, th- I think that that's, that's great advice. That's great advice. Now, it's also advice I've taken on myself because in watching your behavior in that observer mode, I actually recognize myself in observer mode in in various capacities in ways that I don't think I would catch that I was doing that if it had not been for me parenting you and seeing you do that.
2: So yeah, in- that's I, I definitely still to this day, um I I have like I lean into that a lot. I, I really like to just like fully understand something before I dive into it. So like with every just kind of like business venture or different pro- project or whatever. I just I, I really try to like soak it all in and get like a full understanding of the situation. And then once I feel like I've like mapped out all the different things and the players and how they all fit together, and it's like, okay, that's my spot. I'm gonna go do that and I'm gonna go be the best at that. And then I, I understand how this whole web of of things is all gonna work together.
1: Love it. Love it. That's so you. That is so you. All right, we're gonna sign off of this episode soon, this episode of the podcast. But before we do that, I wanna let listeners know. That we're going to keep the recording going after this official episode of the podcast ends and we're going to make some bonus content that's going to be over on my youtube channel on the same day that this goes live so if you want to see my son turn the tables on me and ask me some questions be sure to hop over to my YouTube channel, Janelle Anderson PhD, where we will link, uh, and we'll link that up in the show notes. We'll also link up in the show notes when my son had me on his podcast a number of years ago, as he mentioned. We'll we'll find that link for you and make sure that's in the podcast, so you can hop on over to YouTube and watch the follow up to this question and answer session there, and watch me take on his questions. But before we do that. Uh, where can people find you on the internet if they want to keep tabs on what you're up to or see what creators agency is all about
2: yeah so i'd say best place is just CreatorsAgency.co. um just head over there all of our socials and everything are are linked up there Uh, um and then that's pretty much where i'm I'm active on on the internet so so all of those are, are best way to get a hold of me for for the most part
1: All right. Fantastic. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. This is a delightful moment, not only your 25th birthday, but also having you on the podcast and just being able to be your mom. Absolutely delightful. Yeah.
2: My pleasure, mom. Really, really appreciate it.
1: All right. As we sign off, as always, stay curious, stay informed, and stay ahead of the curve. Tune in next Monday for another insightful exploration of the trends that are shaping our professional world. And until next time, my friends, be well. And don't forget to catch part two of this conversation over on YouTube.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.